creating a bidding war in any situation that you can think of and when negotiating with an agent don't just think about just that one transaction because after you sell your property, you're probably going to take that money in and buy some other property. Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes a free service. Here comes a free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714 I interviewed her about her best ever advice, talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls, they handle the rent collections, they handle late payment reminders, they handle the lease violation notices, everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business, whether you've got 500 units or even a handful of units go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe that's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe they're going to give you a free 30 minute goal strategy session they'll give you free setup and the first 30 days free mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe again if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. With us today, Simon Rue. How you doing, my friend? Good. That's good to hear. And nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Simon. He is the founder and CEO of UpNest which is a realtor marketplace where top local agents compete for home buyers and sellers business. He's facilitated over 1 billion, yes, that's what the B, billion dollars worth of home listings since launch and delivered over $10 million in commission savings to sellers. That's a whole bunch of money. He's talked on all the major media outlets that you've heard of, Wall Street Journal, etc. He's based in San Francisco, California. With that being said, Simon, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. So Alpnez is a realtor marketplace where we bring top local agents to compete for home buyers and sellers business. Buyer and seller, they personalized proposal that details their commission rates, rebates, and service offerings, and Q&A, and a personalized pitch. And our value prop is to deliver consumers selection of top agents. You know, these are agents that you will hire in your neighborhood and we bring them to compete for your business. Transparency when it comes to what services that they're going to offer and how much they're going to charge. And because it's done in a competitive environment, you get savings. And we have thus far delivered over $10 million in commission savings to home sellers. 
This makes so much sense. You know it's a good idea if the thought is, why the heck didn't this exist before? I think about Uber all the time. I thank my lucky stars that Uber exists because of the whole atrocious taxi experience. What are the terms that typically win a buyer or seller's business? We've been around for uh, almost four years, and we have 5,000 top realtors actively compete on our platform now. Many are celebrity realtors that are ranked on the Wall Street journals or feature on TV shows such as House Hunters and Million Dollar Listings. We actually have a lot of success with top agents, and I think part of the reason is our revenue model is very similar to other marketplaces like Ubers and Airbnb. That's strictly performance-based, right? So if the agents can win the listings or can sell the homes for the best amount and quickest, we don't make any money. So we spend a lot of time coaching our agents and for a lot of the top producers, they know they own the neighborhoods and if we can put them in front of the seller, they have no problem winning the listing. So kind of over time, we weed out the weak agents and the cream flow to the top. And we're really lucky to have some of the really top agents around the country to be actively participating on our platform. Some, some of them are actually your guests. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I've, I've talked to over a thousand people. So I'm sure there's some of the guests who are on your platform. You said the top producers are the ones who win the listings. So if you're not a top producer, then how do you win listings? Basically, what we did was we leveled the playing field, right? We all know in real estate that 20% of the top producers, they win 80% of the business. And NAR, of course, shows that the average age of a realtor is 55-ish, right? But the agents that, that are very successful on our platforms are the agents that understand technology. They have a really good web presence. They're hungry. They're up-and-comers. And so kind of these agents, they work in a kind of industry is kind of moving into a team type of structure, right? So they work in a team environment and they also have a fixed cost. You can think about traditionally how agents get their leads is they buy zip codes on Trulia and Zillow and then they get a bunch of phone number and emails, which they have to spend a lot of time to nurture and scrub these leads. So when we come to them and we kind of, Doing my research, kind of when I started this business, I do a lot of custom development. When I come to these agents and ask them, I can bring an in-market seller who's ready to list, but the only catch is that you may have to come down on your commission a little bit. Would you do it? And a lot of these agents are telling me, like, look, you're spending a lot of money on these other marketing channels as it is, print marketing and all that. And a lot of them are, are not trackable. You don't know whether these batch of flyer that you mailed out is effective or not. Even with some of the online portals, it's a huge time sum. You have to nurture these relationships, and it's like six months out or nine months out before you see any deals signed. So they're like, hey, if you have a seller that's ready to list, I just need to go in and do a pitch. I'm all for it. And that's kind of the segment that we have a lot of success because with our platforms, the agent, they submit a proposal that basically laid out everything that they do. It's like a menu, what fee they're going to charge. And we have a, a series of Q&A that's tailor-made for the seller based on the information that they provide. So by the time the seller wants to talk to an agent, want to interview an agent, the seller already liked the agent. So it's like a slam dunk at that point. And we don't charge them anything up front. So effectively, they, they shift their fixed cost up into like a marginal cost. And they have no problem paying us when all the sold. 
So it's win, win, win all around. We, we just basically make the process more efficient. <laughs> mm-hmm. When the agents fill out the proposal, I'm sure that your team has identified the most important aspects that need to be included. And that's how you came up with the information that they fill in, regardless of if it's your platform or just in general. What are some of the aspects that your team has found are most relevant to people who choose an agent? Definitely top of mind question is how much you want to charge. But our team does a good job in educating consumer that the commission is not the biggest determining factor in selling your home successfully. There are a lot of other aspects to look at. If a top agent can sell your home for 2-3% more, it kind of more than covers that differential in the listing commission. So you're welcome to come to our website and there's a screenshot of what the proposal looks like, right? So we break down the commissions. There are also services negotiating with an agent. Don't just negotiate on the commission, but also pay attention on what type of service are you offering. Things like free staging, right? If the agent can offer that or flyers, postcard, are they going to mail out? Landscaping service, if those are part of the package in the Bay Area, some of the expensive listings, they have drones that fly over and, and do an aerial shot. Those are pretty popular. 3D virtual tours, right? walk through tours, those are expensive packages. So if you can convince an agent to bake it in and in that platform, everything's laid out. So those are part of the cost factor. And more than that, you have to look at the agent stats. And we also have those laid out. And basically, What's more important is how do they come up with a price because price and marketing are, are the most important factor in determining whether the home gets sold or not. So kind of what's the thought process in coming up with a price and, and what's their pricing strategy? And all those are laid out and those are some of the questions that we, we ask our agents to answer uh, as part of the proposal. What's a bad pricing strategy and what's an exceptional pricing strategy? It kind of really depends on the neighborhoods and how hot the market is. So we have agents that are have a lot of success in pricing a home 15% below markets and, and trying to jump up the demand. And also it depends on the season too, right? Depending on whether it's winter time mm-hmm. or summertime. Some of the agents were seen as like, especially in the winter times, like, hey, I know that the property is going to sit on the market for a while. So I'm going to set the realistic price and this is it. I'm not going to budge. And then when it's summertime, they may adjust it later. So it really depends on the market and how confident the agent is giving the market conditions. What's been the most challenging part that you didn't expect when building UpNest? Didn't expect. So <laughs> because the user demographic that we're going after, we tend to attract a lot of for sale by owner folks. And being able to kind of convince them that my philosophy, you asked me to talk about the top three way to save money when I'm a realtor. My philosophy has always been you save money by making less mistakes. And one common mistake that seller made is you know, trying to save that 6% commission and trying to sell the home by themselves. And I'm sure that probably came across your mind too, right? Like, I got this. Why should I pay the realtor 60 grand on a million dollar homes? And in the beginning, we kind of struggle with a, a lot of convincing these for sale by owner guys that, uh, hey, like, what you don't realize is that uh, so you can really never save 6% because you still have to pay 2.5% or 3% to the buyer's agent. You know, otherwise, the buyer's agent will, will just batmouth your house and, and steer their buyers away, right? So for that reason, more than 9% of the homes in the United States are, are purchased with an agent. So we're really talking about maximum saving of like 2.5% and you're fist bowing, so you have to take on 
the liability of getting sued by the buyers. You know, we live in a very litigious societies, and we're talking about a really big uh, purchase here. And you have to understand all the paperwork and all it takes is missing one disclosure, and then the lender can torpedo the deal, right? And then you also have to negotiate with a professional who does this for a living. And then finally, keep in mind, the buyer don't expect you to keep all that commission savings, you know, the 2.5% or whatever. When they see a fiscal listing, they see the stress and they expect deals and, and they want a piece of that 2.5% commission savings, if not all of it. That's why FISPOs, they always get low-ball offers and research after research have shown that they sit on the market longer and they sell for significantly less if they're not, they were not represented by a realtor. So we hone our message for certain segments of our user and became really good at convincing these users to use our platforms. So kind of one advice is to the home seller is don't be penny wise and pound foolish and, and you know, trying to sell the home by yourself, right? Again, if, if the top agent can sell your home for just two to 3% more, you make money. Mm-hmm. And then after that is, you know, now that you decide to use an agent, how to get the best deal. I talked a little bit about that. Fundamentally, it's just like selling a home or everything in life, right? For that matter, it's creating a bidding war for your listing. Kind of the old school way is you call a few agents, get them excited about your property, then tell them like, hey, John at ABC Brokers down the street is offering me 5%. You know, can you do better? It's just like a flea market. You may rub the agent the wrong way. I think it's just a bad way to start a relationship with someone who's going to represent you, going to know your family, your finances. It's a very important emotional transaction. So what we do at OpenNaz is we turn that table around. Instead of needing to haggle with the agent, the agent that coming to you with a proposal, talk a little bit about what the proposal contains. And if you're a buyer, you give you all the rebates uh, from right. the style, right? Um, yep. Everything is, is broken up. So who's your primary audience? Is it agents or is it people who are looking to buy and sell? It's a two-sided marketplace. Definitely, we need to be careful not to create like a race to the bottom situations and attract a bunch of discount agents because that may not serve the best interests of home buyer or sellers. So the agents, we put a lot of focus on bringing out some really good agents that deliver really good customer experience and sell the home successfully. And on the consumer side, we first launched as a seller-focused marketplace. Old brand was actually less than 6%. And then about a year and a half ago, we decided to go after home buyer as well, and we rebranded to Upness. So right now, we have a very vibrant buyer and seller demographic, and agents are very active on our platform. You have a marketing budget? We do. And so let me just ask a follow-up question. So you have a marketing budget. 100% of it is the whole pie, obviously. What percent goes to attracting agents? What percent goes to attracting sellers? And what percent goes to attracting buyers? 100% of marketing budget goes to attracting sellers because really seller is the long pole, especially in the market that we're in. It's still very much like the seller's market. And agents, there are a lot of realtors uh, in the United States, and a lot of them are actually looking for platform like us where they definitely feel the pressure from guys are reptant and they are frustrated with portals like Zillow where some of the agents said, wow, they jacked up the rate, you know, after they bought Chulia because kind of they have that monopoly. So when we come to them with our pricing, they like it and give us a try and they're like, wow, actually, uh, this is real. I, I get to uh, sit in front of the, 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 the right. close deals. <laughs> 
So 100% of the marketing budget goes to attracting sellers. What do you spend your money on to attract those sellers? Just the whole gamut, kind of pay search, right? Uh, the AdWords, the Bane, social network. We spend a lot of energy there, organic marketing as well. On our sites, we publish a lot of commission data. So if you're looking to sell a home, you can go on there and look at, okay, for California, what's the average savings? San Francisco, what's the average saving? How many open houses does the San Francisco agent typically offer? Things like that. Kind of very much like, like the website Two Car. They have a bell curve that shows what other people are paying for the car, and, and we kind of aspire to offer that experience to home sellers who are in the process of making that decision. What is your best advice ever for real estate investors? Create a bidding war in any situation that you can think of, and when negotiating with an agent, don't just think about just that one transaction because after you sell your property, you're probably going to take that money and, and buy some other property. So if you submit a request on our website, put that in there and chances are that you will probably get a better offer. And don't forget the little things like ask agents to throw in free postcard mailings, you know, free staging and things like that. And sites like us make that comparison easy. Mm-hmm. And how do you get compensated and what's that compensation look like? Our platform is free to consumer. So as a buyer and seller, it's really a no-brainer. You know, there's, there's no reason not to give us a try. We charge a, a platform fee, just like other portals like Uber or Airbnb, when the home is sold. And that money come out from, from the agent. So basically, they shift their upfront marketing into a back-end platform fee that they pay us. Mm-hmm. And sorry, what was that fee? It really varies, depends on markets, anywhere between 20 to 30%. Of what they receive? Or whatever they make. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. I read some of your questions. Man, I'm so busy. I don't really have that much time to read books. Well, don't start answering the questions before I ask them. So just a second. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30 minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at thereifoundation.libson.com. All right, Simon, you don't read books. I'm going to skip that question. What is the best ever business idea that you haven't pursued? Upness. My brain is all about upness. I spend, you know... I said you haven't. You have not pursued. Best ever business model you have not pursued yet. If I have, (laughs) I probably pursued it. So maybe next question. (laughs) Okay, got it. Best ever way you like to give back? I recently started a nonprofit called 5,000 Orphans. You know, it's, it's still a skeleton site that I have to plan out. So my wife and I talked about this and we decided, you know, whatever proceeds that we get any situation, we're going to set aside uh, 20, 30% towards, uh, towards that cost. How can the best ever listeners either get in touch with you or your business? Check out upnest.com. My email is simon at upnest.com. 
shoot me emails, kind of what I learned over the year is um, you just have to keep on iterating. Kind of, you know, Silicon Valley as our mentor is, is you know, in startup, you just keep, keep trying. So we've been trying for the last four years and first year was tough. The second year got better. And, and I think finally we, we figured this out and hopefully we build a marketplace that is just the way in the next couple of years, how people find realtors. It's a big shift in consumers' mindset coming from like, oh, call the guy that sent me the postcard to coming to a marketplace and, and have agent compete for your business. But I think this is really the, the most efficient way to do this and it save money on both sides. And we pass on the saving to consumers. Well, Simon, thank you for being on the show. This is a model that makes a whole lot of sense and I'm glad that you're spearheading it because it's needed. That's for sure. As you said, create a bidding war in any situation you can think of, and your business model is based on that. And some of the negotiation tips that you have, or points rather, would be putting in free staging, flyers, postcards, landscaping service, commission, maybe even have a drone or something, do virtual tours. So what else, in addition to the commission, is the agent bringing to the table? And that's something that we can all take away from whether we use your platform or we don't. So really appreciate the advice. Thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day, Simon, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, Make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation Podcast at the REI Foundation.libson.com.